Welcome back to the Jam Podcast. We have a special guest, Sierra Cree. She goes to school with us. On our Instagram bio, she describes herself as a plant mom and a recently elected senior class representative. Glad to have you with us, Sierra. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to do this. I've never done a podcast before, but I'm excited to talk with you guys on whatever questions you have. Yeah, like like anything, you're making history right now, so <laughs> start getting ready to sign autographs, not be able to go to the store without the paparazzi following. <laughs> so uh, I I guess first question probably is like how, you know, since this quarantine, how's it been for you? Um, life has been kind of, honestly, kind of normal for me. Um, I do have a job. I work at Starbucks. Um, and it's, you know, I guess, you know, wearing masks isn't my favorite thing, but since I've been able to work, I haven't been quarantining as much. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been able to go out. And so life has been relatively normal, um, compared to other people. Um, so yeah, it hasn't I, been a huge change. At your job, do they require you to engage in all the practices of personal protection? Uh, we do. Um, we have the plexiglass up basically like around the entire counter. And then we do have to wear a mask. We don't have to wear gloves, which surprises me, but we do have to wear a mask. You guys do like the covered straws there. Um, we, what do you mean? Covered like, you know, like how you have the straws, like with a drink and it's just like the ones that are just open, like they put in the drink or is it covered? Oh, we don't do anything with their straws. They do the oh, straws, yeah. so. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, Matthew, how's quarantine been for you? Um, pretty chill, probably. I haven't gone out like at all besides like walking my dog. And like occasionally they get like um order takeout and a couple things like that, but overall not that bad. Probably because I'm I like to stay inside for the most part anyways, but it's um, but I'm not quarantining, so I don't it's know. True. It's true. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I, I, besides not seeing going to school and stuff, there hasn't been that much of a difference. Something kind of relaxing yeah. about it. I mean, like going outside and seeing nobody out. Mm-hmm. And just like walking my dog and listening to the sounds of the uh, the wind and the trees and all that. Like a poem or something. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I've I've enjoyed the schedule of quarantine with school and stuff. Where wake up late, do school some part of the day, and stay up super late. Exactly. Get up, and then I just get it right out of the way. And I've been able to get so much more sleep as a result of all this. Um, mm-hmm. And normally, I, I don't sleep that that much. I think normally during the school year, I get around an average of six hours a day. But with this, I can easily no, that, get that, eight, no, ten. No, you do not. You do not get around six hours during the normal school year. <laughs> six hours on a good day. On a good day, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's the one thing I'm kind of glad about now is that, I guess for seniors... <laughs> Yeah. We are seniors. Yeah. Weird. I was thinking uh, it was like the last time we'll graduate we'll never graduate in June. Like we'll never be in school again in June. We've been You know, that's not so that's not something that's something I can deal with. Like I'm not 
sad that we won't be in school in June. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> or you see all the other schools get out a week before and you're just still stuck there studying for a a certain biology final or... <laughs> oh, yeah. We still have to take the SAT. Ah, oh, that's going to be an interesting experience. God, no. Yeah. You, Next uh, year Sarah, is definitely... What? No, no go ahead. So, Next year is definitely going to be interesting because we have all these things that we couldn't do this year. So we've got the SATs, which they hope they're going to get in the fall. And then we have Senior Project, which is in the spring. Ooh. So we've got a lot on our plate next week um, or next next year. It's going to be interesting, but I also think I think a lot of the colleges and everybody's going to have a little bit of grace because of, yeah. you know, COVID. Um, so yeah, I don't yeah. worry about it, but. I've got a yeah, lot of like, like promotional material from a bunch of different um, universities talking about how, hey, it's okay if you don't do all these, you know, SAT subject tests and all of that. We understand. We review students holistically. So we'll see how true that actually is. Right. Holistically, not a big word. But, Sierra, did you take any uh, AP classes this year? I did not take any AP classes, but I did take, uh, let's see, one, one dual credit class. So did you have to deal with like the online like standardized test kind of with that? Um, my dual credit class was already online, so um, it was on. It wasn't a change for me, oh, but um, yeah, and it was weird. The online class I took didn't really have any tests, so I didn't really have to deal with it anyways. That's so. good. At least yeah, you know, didn't have to endure the. Although I, I think the AP exam this year was. All right, I. It was, yeah. Especially it's, how it, fast it, it, they had to get it out. Mhm. Just interesting, like how um, uh, everything just is changing, like right before our eyes. Like maybe, you know, it's been the standardized way of oh, you take your SAT this time, okay, you take your, uh, you know, your PSATs this time or whatnot, and maybe in the future, I don't know, our kids in the future might not have to, or I don't know. I think there's gonna be a very huge societal shift we'll see in the near future because of this but what do you think about the um what do you think about the lawsuit against the college board for 500 million dollars i don't think that does anything though because they're already a couple billion dollar non-profit who's it by it was by fair test the national center for fair and open testing for uh breach of contract gross negligence misrepresentation unjust enrichment and violations of the americans with disabilities act how did they get the ADA law there? I don't know. What Plaintiffs was it? We'll see. Oh, let me see. Uh, the college would rushed untested AP computerized exams into the marketplace in order to preserve the testing company's largest revenue-generating program after school shut down this spring, even though they were warned about many, ac- uh, many potential access technology and security problems. Even if only 1% of test takers could not transmit their answers because the college board's technology was not ready for prime time, at least, at least uh, twenty thousand students were affected. Wow! I see all these things on social media. People being like, "Oh my God, the AP exam sent me something where I was caught cheating." It's I don't get that because it's for most of it's just writing, but I guess maybe for calculus or something. But yeah, yeah, uh, um, you know what? Definitely. 
I definitely think that once people have to go through this online testing and have to do all these things, that I I think that the college board schools, I think they're going to change a little bit um, after this. I think that they're going to be more prepared for online schooling. I think people, some schools might even like switch to online schooling. I think there's just mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that they're doing now, I think is going to stick around even once COVID um, you know, passes, I think, because a lot of the, like the store that I work at, they're keeping the plexiglass up. They're keeping, um, you know, the extra cleaning and stuff like that. So I think a lot of the stuff that they're doing right now is going to stay. For sure, yeah. I think I think schools are going to see a big shift too. I specifically like next year. If, you know, there's even the possibility we might go back to school right away or not. I I wonder if they might require. I was reading some schools already looking at where you might not be able to sit with your friends at lunch just yeah. do social distancing certain like you know how bigger schools do it where they have an a and a b lunch kind of mm-hmm. they might start doing that with smaller schools and whatnot but it'd be interesting think... to see how charter does that because we have some like so few students yeah. and how they would fit that into a schedule they'd have to completely like revamp their schedule i also th- yeah i could see the student cutting lunch in half all right guys going out 15 minutes now I mean, most schools are such a potent, you know, transmission factor. So, yeah, it's important to address that. Also, you know, you get kids who live with their grandparents or not, and it affects older people or kids who have immunodeficiencies. And then a lot of the times, you know, you're not, you're asymptomatic, you're not showing any symptoms, but you still have it and you can still spread it. Um, I I just got an alert on my phone that reached the 100,000 mark on deaths from COVID in uh, the U.S. Wow. So, I mean, it, it's out there, all right. But it's, I'm, as Bob Dylan would say, times are changing. It's going to be an interesting, um, it's going to be a good interview question in the future to ask what, you know, your company's response was to the COVID-19 pandemic. I can imagine test takers in the future just looking at, oh, how COVID affected me and this applies to getting your college She's okay. Yeah. The way to do it. But so go, kind of go back to senior projects. Do you have any ideas of what yours is going to be soon? Um, my senior project is, um, it is on uh, the use of an automated ambulatory device for tracking and predicting um, epileptic events. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. better, better than mine. <laughs> it's something that's actually really interested me and it's um relates to me on a personal level and so I do like I want to go into uh studying epilepsy somehow um in the medical field for my career so that's part of it but um yeah and so, so you, sorry do you see your project is kind of creating something that acts like a proactive measure to it um the the use of of a device like this it it's kind of like um an eeg an electroencephalogram that tracks the brain waves but you can wear it around it's like a watch and um most of the time eegs are really hard to get they're quite expensive and it takes a lot on the patient Um, you have to kind of fast your sleep 
the day before, it's really hard on a patient. And so with these devices, it's cheaper. You can, you don't have to be in the hospital. You don't have to do any of the fast sleeping or anything like that. Um, it would be a lot more affordable, a lot more convenient for patients that have a lot of epileptic events. Um, so I think it's a really yeah. interesting idea. Have this, has this, uh, you know, you talk about the wearable kind of technology with it. Has it already been implemented in different things or is it still kind of beta? There is a watch. I can't remember the name of the company, but it has already been approved by the FDA. So it's being used. There is a device that is used, but it's on a very, very small scale. Most hospitals don't implement it. They usually just have regular EEG. Um, and so my senior project is about the fact that we should really start implementing this device because it helps so much. It's really accurate um, in reading the, the epileptic events. Um, but I think we should get more hospitals on board with it. That's definitely something wearable technology that affects health or something that yeah things become a little more mainstream, which is good rather than just you know walking around with a some giant clunky device that predicts something for you, but making it more right. fashionable in some sense, mm-hmm. a little more practical also. Yeah. yeah, um, there's watches that monitor your blood sugars for those who have diabetes. So why can't we have something that you know maybe looks like an Apple Watch, but it actually has a, a really important purpose for those that have epilepsy. Yeah, I think that's a good. I, I think that's yeah. How do you think, um, like the education industry, like you know, colleges and universities, um, will adapt to all these new additions in tech, all these you know wearable devices and things like that? Because I feel like with Apple Watches and you know all these different things, it's becoming easier and easier to you know cheat in a college exam or cheat in this. And I feel like schools mm. need to address these matters, whether it's embracing them or just outright banning them. Well, you know, our school doesn't allow you to wear the the watches, like Apple Watches, unless it is for, you know, a medical purpose. And I think most schools should do that. The schools that have, you know, allow phones in class, things like that. Obviously, there's going to be a person that says, you know, I don't care about the rules. I'm going to bring my phone in anyways. But there's always going to be those people. There's always going to be those rule breakers. But in my opinion, I don't think colleges or um high schools or even middle schools should allow phones in class or any watches anything like that it will definitely reduce the number of people that are cheating there's always going to be people that are cheating you can't eliminate it 100 percent. but when you say phones yeah when you say phones in class you just mean not like out on the open but they can still like be in your backpack oh yeah yeah in a backpack oh, is yeah. fine um as long as a student can't use their device um to cheat on a test or homework or anything like that um yeah if you just have it you know in your even if you're have good self-control you can have it in your pocket even i don't have Mm -hmm. a problem with that but no yeah but you get your bad egg in the group and then it kind of right right it's difficult because there's so much technology right now. I mean, the Apple Watches, there are so many things you can do, and it's very, very low key. So it's becoming easier and easier to cheat 
humming with your Google Glass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. The things well, that they're coming that up some... with. Yeah, I know. It's there's some. I think it's also interesting just how uh, fashion in general, gen- general, is becoming more uh, uh, connected with technology, wearable technology. Like shoes can have electronic function now where they lace on itself yeah. self wow. now. I think there's uses. There's there's always pros and cons to everything. And there's pros and mm-hmm. cons to having technology in every object. Um so there are things that I, I believe really just don't need technology, but No, no, but yeah. Yeah. You, you see all these products with the word smart in front of it. Smart yeah. shoes connect to your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> your oh, refrigerator yeah. doesn't need to text people like i'm sorry <laughs> right, you see those samsung refriger- refrigerators where they have the giant tablet on the front yeah it's actually kind of simple Ooh, but it's pretty not... cool <laughs> being yeah, able to track like what goes in and out of your fridge and then being able to make recipes and all on all of that and just be able to know really you can see that via easily. your phone they have those apps it's like where you just enter what's in your pantry that puts together a list of meals you can make yeah, but I feel like the majority of people are, are too lazy to do that. It'd be, be kind of cool. They're not lazy enough to go buy a fridge that's a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> you know what? You're right. That actually proves right into the point. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Sierra, kind of going back to the whole quarantine time. Like, <laughs> seeing any good TV shows, music, reading? Um, so, I binge-watched... Um, called Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. That was a TV show that I was watching. Um, it's about a lady detective um, during the 1920s in um, Australia, which was really cool. Um, it was a really cool lights. idea. Sorry? Hmm. I was just doing my awful Australian <laughs> accent. <laughs> yes. A little and then, like, um, oh. What? No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um... Rick Riordan, Riordan, I don't know how to say it, um, Percy Jackson series, he's making a TV show that's going to come out this fall, and so I've been reading the Percy Jackson series lately, so that's kind of what's been uh, keeping me a, busy. Such a good I've, series. It is. Oh, I like the, the movies uh, were so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're not they anything were... like that's the issue. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I like the... Uh... No, it was like the labyrinth one, something like that. It's called. Oh yeah, um, oh. it's been so long since I've. Uh, I, I'm only in the first book, but yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Such I, I remember like one day in fifth, one summer and going in sixth grade, I just kind of binge read all of them. I was like obsessed. Yeah. If you go ahead and teach you like the mythology of it. Too. Oh yeah, and a lot you of it's see. pretty accurate, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, like. I like reading sometimes, but I've been able to lately because you have to dedicate yourself time. Yeah. Time. It's like watching a movie for me. It's just time. Yeah. I, I find it's it. It's hard to read know. during, um, like, during school. Like, read a book that's not, like, the book for your English class because mm-hmm. there's so many other things. And it's like, you barely have five minutes to sit down and read a book of your own. Let alone like watch you, a whole movie. You're a good student yourself. Do you feel kind of guilty when you're not doing work? You know, you got it all done. Like, is yeah. It, yeah. I think we all kind of feel that way at the end of the day. 
I'm finding it's it like harder like, and harder to like watch movies or take. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess school's done now, but before school was done, um, to take time off and whatnot because I feel like I should constantly be doing something productive. And sometimes I get into this kind of limbo state where I'm neither doing anything really productive nor am I, you know, playing a video game or relaxing and having fun. I'm just kind of existing and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. If you get on the video games, then you're just, while you're playing the video game, you're, you're thinking back in mind, man, I could be doing something. It just kind of ruins that joy. But summer's here. Yay. Yeah. You guys got any plans for the summer? Well, I was going to travel. <laughs> <laughs> and then COVID happened. So not really. I have to be planning on making a cure to COVID this summer, but eh, just a little. Don't really like Too much that. work, yeah. Yeah. I've had a burnout after the school year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also wanted to go traveling down to California, but COVID. Um, I applied for an internship, but everything's so up in the air. They might just cancel it, or I don't really know. So my summer's like almost completely empty. Mm. I was originally going to go to South Korea, and then it got canceled. And then I was going to, in place of Korea, I was going to go to France, and then I was going to go to Ireland with Caitlin. But all of that, yeah, it was like my one summer to travel, and yeah, <laughs> it it was going to be. Um, so, so we're awesome. still it it does, but we're still planning on doing. We're just going to do it next year if everything clears up. Senior kind of senior trip. Yeah, yeah. What Is that a normal thing to do? Uh, South. Yeah. So, um, my family and why well, I, I used to do Taekwondo, which is a South oh, Korean man. martial arts. And so I would go with my master, um, and we would go to Seoul. We would go to different. We go to what's called Kukiwon, which is the Taekwondo headquarters. We practice with the um, World Taekwondo Federation demonstration team, um, things like that. So you must be good at like Taekwondo then, right? Uh, I. I was very good at it. Um, I have hip dysplasia, so I had to stop. Oh. Um, but yeah, I was on, actually on the demonstration team as well. Can you explain to me like what I, I I get the gist of what Taekwondo is, but just more specifically what it is kind of. So Taekwondo is the martial arts. We do a lot of kicking. Um, some Taekwondo, what's called a dojong. It's the place where you practice. Some dojongs really focus on sparring, but our dojong focused on what's called kumse. It's a very, um, it's almost like tai chi. It's a, a form. You've got different blocks, kicks, hits, um, and you put it together in a routine. Um, and that's what we focused on. It was a lot of precision, um, like a lot of, it was focused on discipline. So that was the whole, whole thing like the whole theme of taekwondo very very much um disciplining yourself uh, disciplining your body things like that it's interesting what made you want to pursue it was, uh taekwondo um well i was in elementary school when i started and my dad signed me up and i didn't want to go like at all but once i got my first few belts i kept going 
And then I really started loving Taekwondo when I started, um, I was on the demonstration team. And so it was a few of the more, I guess, elite um, students, those who were really flexible, those that could do special kicks, anything like that. Um, we would go around and we perform. We actually did, um, we did two Gonzaga halftime shows, two of the women's and then one of the men's halftime shows. We performed at the fair a lot. We performed at different places. Um, and so we each um, each student that was on the demonstration team, we would uh, do specialized kicks or hits or anything like that. And then we would do more advanced routines like the Pumse. So that was that was something that I really enjoyed. That's, that's cool to do like yeah. So, if if you were to use taekwondo against someone, could it be deadly? I think you'd have to be really. You'd have to be a uh, very advanced if you wanted to make it deadly. Um, What's the highest like rank? So, there's different levels of black belts. So it's called dons. So your first dawn is when you first get your black belt and there's six levels in each dawn. I think it goes up to like, I don't know, 40 dawns or something like that. And each level takes you six months to do. Wow. So you could do Taekwondo your whole life and not reach the top. Wow. Oh my God, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, did you, well, I guess, so if you went over to South Korea and you were there, like, would you partake in it or just, just watch it more? Um, I think because I am a little bit competitive, I would definitely partake in a little bit of it, but because of my hip dysplasia, I couldn't do a ton. Yeah. Then you said you're on an island, Kate, or you wanted to go. It's a cool place. Yeah, yeah. Caitlin has family in uh, what's called Balahadrine. Balahadrine, yes. Or some something like that. I probably butchered it. Caitlin's going to listen to this and she's going to be like, wow, that was terrible. But, um, yeah. So. It was the French class was going to trip. Yes, we were supposed to go to France. We would start, I think we would start in Paris. I can't remember, you know, the order of it, but we'd go to Paris, um, what's called Mont Saint-Michel, and we'd go to, we were going to possibly go see um, Monet's house and his garden, uh, just go to a couple couple different cities in France. Uh, Dr. Blanc obviously knows France pretty well, so. Question is, though, does she know Manu? Manu. <laughs> Matthew, you oh, wouldn't get that joke. That, it's a, yeah, that that is very... a that's a French class joke. <laughs> uh, For all the French students are laughing now. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I find it interesting just how yeah. much like you know history is in France and is in Europe in general, versus yeah, here yeah. in the States. You know, the architecture is so much older um, than anything. You play Assassin's Creed Unity. Um. I've never, I've never played Unity. Ooh, that's it's basically an open world game in France. You can just chill in, but it's cool. It's old, it's old Revolution France, but it's it 
it was interesting because the one that Notre Dame burned, they said they were going to use from that game the mo- 3D model in it to help rebuild part of it. So, huh. actually pretty cool. Yeah, we. I remember watching. It was a live video that Dr. LeBlanc found. It was so sad. Like we were all like sitting there crying because, you know, this beautiful, beautiful church was burning down. It was so sad. Yeah, how it started wasn't just like some construction thing. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were doing renovations on that part of the the church, and mm. something happened and with the construction. It's awful. Kind of it brings is. to mind like how should we preserve things, or should we preserve things in general? Because there's so many other like old buildings that are just like crumbling apart today, like Venice. Like like Venice, yeah. Um, I remember like watching a documentary about these. I think it was in Egypt or somewhere in the Middle East. They were uncovering these things, but they were just being eroded by the weather and you know the rain. They tried to build shelters over them, but you know, still everything gets um, eroded over time. I agree with you. I think that. There's so many beautiful things, beautiful architecture, beautiful cities that we have here. And there's one thing in progress and, you know, starting anew. And I definitely understand that. But when you have something like Venice, when you have something like Notre Dame, you, it's such a, it's been a part of the world for so long. I mean, like, look at Pompeii. Um, it's yeah. there's meaning behind everything. Um, all these these stones, these architecture, and they they might be old. And yes, you could put a golf ca- golf course right there, and it would make more money. But you know, it's just Sierra. Are you anti golf? <laughs> not anti golf. <laughs> um, I'm just saying there's. I think nature has has its has the final word though like you said i mean it's going to erode and if that's what happens i think we should just let that happen it's going to take its course so i don't think we should knock anything down um you know intentionally because for the sake of progress there's something kind of like philosophical about it like like if, if we were to replace you know all of the coliseum brick by brick with modern bricks and you know reinforce it is it really the coliseum anymore or wasn't it just kind of her own, you know, fake version of it? the Coliseum. Branding? Yeah. Just turning like the Times Square. Mm. Like, should then... we just like let it, quote unquote, die? Or should we actually begin, you know, reinforcing well, it the... with modern Don't they equipment? do that the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Like, you have to keep adjusting it little by little every time. Just so it doesn't crumble, but they still have to keep it leaning. I don't know. But if we adjust I think there it, are places. Really... There are places like, n- like um pirate wow. That that was that was a fifth grade joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I think there there are cities like LA, like you know, Vegas, like New York, that those are the places where we have progress. Those are the places where we have the flying cars and self lacing shoes but places like yeah, we, got, Venice, we got those right here in Coeur d'Alene got them. <laughs> <laughs> places like like the you know the Leaning Tower of Pisa 
just leave it be, please. <laughs> so you're saying we sh- we should not preserve the pet shop now as a school? <laughs> you know, one day, you know, like three thousand years from now, it might be a great like historical here's many, building. Here's where many students <laughs> suffered. <laughs> they toiled away. <laughs> oh, I, if anyone from Charter's listening, I that school has done a lot for me. Thank you very much. Yeah, so far. I don't know. Maybe I we think could do. a lot of the incoming students, as an ASB representative, when we do, we have what's called Panther Prowl. I'm sure you remember it from sixth grade. Um, no, the I representatives do. take you around and you you talk about Charter and everything. And I always, the first time that I did it last year, um, I only had the uh, <laughs> the exchange students because there's really just not a whole lot of people that come to charter in the last couple of years what are you laughing no i just i just thought of something on that go ahead okay um i always like to tell the students like yes you're going to hear horror stories about charter you're going to have some bad days and it's going to be rough sometimes but charter has for me it has like shaped me into the person that i am today i don't think i would be the same person if i went to a public school and that's the cool thing about Charter. You work really hard, but that work always pays off. It always pays off in one way or another. And if you decide to go to Charter, whether your parents made you or you wanted to do it by yourself, there is going to be something for you here. Mm-hmm. Eventually, at some point, it might be a club. It might actually be the workload sometimes people like working a lot it might be a friend group that you find most people are liars but... <laughs> yeah. i like to feel into kind of a grinding out work though sometimes like when you're just piling through it kind of it's almost all satisfying done. to like say to yourself like yes i had so much homework to do but i got through all that homework so especially until you, get the like... next, until you get the class next day and you like you forgot an assignment still. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Or like having like a nice like planner or calendar and physically making a little check mark near every single item. Yeah, that's um, our I, first sponsor. Plump. <laughs> I I found my a I found um an intense level of satisfaction from doing that. After a friend recommended it to me, I ended up making um using just Google Docs. I made a simple little calendar. And I added every single possible assignment I had on there. Then I began adding extracurricular things. And it was just really nice being able to just see, wake up and see exactly what I had to do for the day. Get it done and dusted and then just check it off and be free. Matthew, did you yeah. custom order a planner though? No, well, I did custom order a planner um, a few years ago, but I didn't this year, no. Oh. I mean, well, you know, you always see those, like, people that, like, make their own, like, like bullet journaling or something, get those really nice pens and mm. make their own calendar and stuff like that. And they're those people, like, personally, I have very little patience for, like, that. that. I could not sit there and make my own calendar. But no, I guess that's... there is something, something kind of satisfying about being very, very organized sense of progression and like a, a sense of doneness and contentedness yes yeah i don't think if i'm too organized and the rest of my life will just probably feel disorganized i'm too organized now you know it's a good point though 
I never thought about that. Because once you're out of school, does everything just feel not organized? Because like when school yeah. doesn't feel like organized at all. It's, I think it's a lack of structure. Mm-hmm. You know, you when you're in school, you have five days of school at this time until this time. And then you do homework until this time. And then you do that every day. But when you get to summer, it's like, okay, um, I get to make my own schedule now. And some people have the the self-control and the will to make a, like a rigid schedule for themselves. But most people don't. That's why like, I try to find a routine and everything. Like, all right, I'll get up kind of around this time. Might not be super rigid, but, you know, all right, I'll go out, work outside for a little bit, and then come in, eat, kind of keep that structure somewhat. Rigid. Yeah. I find myself, in, like, in the tail end of summer, um, kind of wishing for school, or, or ha- wishing to have an excuse to see mm-hmm. my friends, or yeah. kind of wishing for the grind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, the beginning then, of then summer. Once you're three months, then, you're so one, nice. then you're three months in, and you realize, why did I ever wish for this? Yeah, <laughs> there's that time where it just passes so fast. Now it's already January, and then then there's the uh, awkward few months of waiting till June. Oh, I don't know whether this year felt long or really short. It's kind of both ways for me. For me, this year felt like it just dragged on forever. But I think if I look back on it, it only started like feeling like it was dragging on forever when we went to online. Personally, I hated mm-hmm. online format. Um, but when I was like in school, it felt like it was going by so fast. But mm-hmm. yeah, not The online format interesting because you think okay, it's, it's probably gonna be easier just because I can do this. But you don't get that interaction with your teachers that kind of helps you learn stuff or. You hear another student ask a question, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good question. I know that now. Baki kept sending us emails like, here's the number of people that have asked me for help. Zero. And it's not that we don't have questions. It's just it's not the same. Like when you're in class and you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm looking at this thing right now. He's right there. It's almost like you don't have to put as much effort in. And like when you're asking a question, but it's it's one thing being in a class, having a teacher right there, having a student next to you. It's like, hey, I don't know the question of this. It's so much easier. It's so much more fluent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like also just the, the actual learning itself, I, I felt like I was doing more busy work than learning. Yeah. I felt like I there didn't were really certain classes, yeah. <laughs> Most of any, or certain classes that were just kind of busy work the whole year. But <laughs> I'm not going to tell those. <laughs> there, there was some yeah, oh. the teachers that made for me like instructional like videos, and were kind of already in this text view. I guess you could call it. For me, those stuck more than the teachers. Was like, okay, read this, answer some questions. See you next week. Mm-hmm. We'll just like do this, do that. Um, there was some part of me that actually kind of liked it to a certain extent, mainly for the sleep benefits and being able to do it on my time. That that exactly. felt really nice. It was truly interesting. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, it was truly interesting to watch. Like, you know, we spend how many hours do we spend at school? When we're like in school, I mean more more than like six, six ish, yeah. right? Some something like that, and we take what maybe two, 
three hours on average for online schooling. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's interesting. Like, they still they still got their their quota for what they needed to teach. They still got all the information, but it took like half the time. Exactly. So that that's interesting for me. I wonder. I know they're not going to do this, but I wonder if they could get you know if they had schools do three hours a day, could they get all their stuff done? And would that be beneficial for students? It's a question. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed myself um, during this time, I was waking up regularly around 10 o'clock, sometimes even noon. Um, But I noticed that I always used to finish homework right around the three o'clock mark, right around when school ended. And I just thought (laughs) if school was still in session, I'd be just, arriving home and I would still have all my homework to look forward to. Right. <laughs> look forward. Look forward to, look yeah. forward to. <laughs> that was an interesting choice in vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. I, I also noticed Oh <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I also noticed that my like my my like my sleep schedule, like how awake I am is kind of determined to like on the weekends, I find myself like, oh, it's third period. I'm like super awake. And it's like, oh, it's fifth period. I'm like so tired. This class is so boring. You know, something mm-hmm. like that. And I think every student kind of goes through that. So it's weird to think about. Yeah, it's different times, I guess. But kind of going back to um, uh, ASB. So uh, what, what kind of led into you running for ASB? What was your... Um, Catalyst for that. Why did I run for ASB? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was always like, I had many friends on ASB, so I was always a person that, you know, sometimes I would help set up for dances, sometimes I would help take down. Most of the time, I actually helped take down. But um, I saw, like, I saw the reps come around to, to Stray Labs. I saw them you know, working on posters during Star Lab and things like that. And I saw that and I said to myself, like, look, this is something that could be really beneficial for you in the long run. Like colleges really like seeing that on a resume, jobs like seeing that on a resume. Um, but also I could definitely, like I, like I saw myself in that position. I knew that I would enjoy doing whatever work Um that I would do. Obviously, I didn't know what exactly what I would do. But um, when I was a junior rep, we had different committees for dances and things like that. That's a big part of ASB, not all of it, but dances mm-hmm. are pretty big. Um, but I was always on decorations committee. Um, that's just how, you know, how I work. I really enjoy doing that. And, and so, yeah, I, I just knew that I would really enjoy doing it. And didn't wait to be on ASB and so I just ran again. Is there like you're talking about dances or is there anything um you plan on doing this year with the dances like to improve it? I think um ASB has a pretty good budget and mm-hmm. sometimes we don't use that budget to its full capacity. Not that we want to spend all our money, but like we can get more than dollar table, you know, dollar dollar store table costs. So for decorations, I think we can do a little bit better. Um, The archway was pretty cool. Um, I even not trying to sound like not trying to brag or anything, but I thought that was pretty cool. 
and it, it didn't take a whole lot of time. It didn't take a whole lot of resources um, and things like that. Like the, like the kind of green in it. Yeah. Um, I, um, Matthew Mankey, he built, he and I built the skeleton for it and I live in the middle of the woods. So I just cut down tree branches and that's what, yeah, it was just a bunch of two by fours and some screws and we, yeah, we just made the whole thing out of like live tree branches. It turned out well. It did. Um, and that's the thing, like we can still do that. And the cool thing about the, um, the archway is because it's made out of two by fours, we can just unscrew the tree branches and we can use that for other things. Um, so we're going to try and you're never going to, like we learn in ASB, you're never going to please everybody with the music. There's always going to be somebody saying, I love the music or I hated the music. It sucked. Um, so we're trying to experiment song. with DJs. What you should do, get everyone to pick one song together. They just loop that the whole entire night. <laughs> that yeah, would be a nightmare. Oh goodness! Oh my gosh! Remember the times we had. <laughs> oh boy! No, yeah, the the one dance I went to this year was it looked really well done. So it was nice to see compared to when I was part of the seventh grade middle school dance committee and how shoddy our job was and stuff. But different times, and also high school more important than that. Middle school dance, so. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, middle schoolers, but it's the truth. <laughs> all the middle schoolers that are our target demographic, thank you for. <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs> to <Tune more up. laughs> Yeah, like one time, some girl asked me to come to school, and she's like, "Oh, I like your guys' podcast." So I was just surprised. Like, like someone beside Matthew and myself listens. You're right. <laughs> kind of nice. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, next year's senior year, so be an interesting year to kind of go. You know, it's been what has it been six, seven years at Charter now. Yeah, mm-hmm. almost Crazy. the thought of my life at this yeah. establishment. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think for senior year, obviously we have the SATs, we have senior project, we have this is like there's can be so much stress. People can so, like put so much stress into senior year. But it's our senior year, and I stress this in my speech um, for rep. Like, we need to, you know, we work, we have worked so hard at Charter. It has been a long run. I'm not going to say it's been easy, but we have had yeah. a lot of fun. Um, you know, we, it's our last year to be a high schooler. And our senior year, fail. we can, <laughs> oh no, we're just going to like not talk about um our senior year needs to be we need to have fun we've we've put in the work we have we've done five years of of work and this year i think we should have a little fun you hear people sierra curry promise no homework rest of the year (laughs) (laughs) maybe not (laughs) won't be the worst but yeah i i think i'm only taking three classes next year so I, I think I technically At only Charter. need to take two in order to graduate, but it feels wrong to do so. Matthew, it's the last yeah. year. And and while I could make it easier on myself, I, I'm ending up uh, taking all AP courses just because. Oh my gosh. Why not at this point? 
Got got to pump up, up those GPA numbers. Get the get in those uh <laughs> those test scores. Send them up to colleges. Get a slip of paper that tells me I'm qualified. Come come to the V, big V. Oh, Victorian. I don't I don't know who's actually um. Does all school even publish the... like statistics for uh, who's like the quote unquote top student? Because I know some schools like have NFL, like a school like ranking NFL system. Power ranking. It's not like the NFL power ranking for the top quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have like the honor roll. Um, but I feel like that's yeah. It. I think who got honor roll? Who got uh? I won't say names, but yeah. Never mind. <laughs> but but there's there's something kind of like I think meth. I, I don't know exactly how it's determined. Uh, but if it's just based on raw GPA, there's something kind of messed up because you could take like one, two AP courses and that's it. Mm-hmm. And if you get both A's in those, because you can spend way more time, then you have a 5.0 that year. Whereas there's a student who's right. taking all six classes, all AP, and they get, you know, all A minuses or something, all B's. Um, and they still do well, uh, but not 5.0 well. Right, right. So I wonder if um, they take into account how many holistic. credits. So maybe they do it holistically, a little more to like community service, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Colleges look at that at least, and that's what matters more. Yeah. Do you have any? Are you going to go to college here? Yeah, um, I'm going to. So you've been doing dual credit. Oh, um, yeah. I, I just decided to do a credit. Um do dual credit uh, as opposed to AP. Um, but I I have actually knocked out a lot of the um, uh, credits needed for associate's degree. So I'm going to finish my associate's degree at MIC. And then I'll go down to Boise State to um, do the nursing program. Wow. BSU, you're saying? Yeah. Yep. It is. It is. I've uh, I went and went for a tour around the the campus. I really like it. Um, I actually have a lot of family that lives down there anyways. Um, and it, it's nice because since I'll be doing my associate's degree at NFC, I'll be a transfer student. I don't have to stay in the dorms, which will save so much money. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Plus, Boise is a pretty cool town. It is. It's a clean city, which I like. <laughs> where do you um? Where do you want to walk? Like after you graduate, where do you want to get your first job and then live? Um, like, like working through college. Uh, at, let's say um after you graduate and get your full degree, where do you want oh, your first um, like real job to be in? I would. Yes, so I would like to come back to Quarter Lane. That's kind of where I want to stay. Um, but there's the Shriners Hospital in Spokane. Um, yeah. I am a Shriners kid myself which is pretty cool but i have really been wanting to work at shriners for a long time they do actually have a um you know a pretty good nursing like population over there um and i, I want to work with kids um that's something i want to do but if i don't go to shriners because it's pretty hard to get a job there they're pretty um picky um i would always just work at um uh, maybe Sacred Heart or uh, even Sydney, something like that. Just a hospital. I don't know. I'm not super picky about it. Is there a certain like 
just general nurse you want to be or just is it like a certain type of doctor um i would like to do um it's rn a registered nurse um mm-hmm. and something like that and then i would like to work in pediatrics um so i wouldn't be the doctor um like an md or something like that but you know get a little bit higher than um something you know something else like a cna kids is a good thing to do yeah i've always really wanted to work with kids like ever since i was little i've always wanted since you were a kid (laughs) yeah (laughs) pretty much yeah well it's it's good to you know give back to people and stuff rather than just you know becoming some shady corporate ceo that (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) not my style oh so many pointing fingers (laughs) no i think i don't know what matthew actually wants to be i know computers don't need much more than that what is it matt oh what i want to get into um yeah i want to get into um uh well yeah probably computers but um uh, specifically like AI, machine learning. I become a machine learning engineer because it pays pretty nicely and because I just find both the mathematics and implementation, even just like the raw philosophy of machine learning and how it actually functions, fascinating. And I'm doing my senior project actually on this or something closely related to this topic. And in doing so, uh, it really um, elucidates just how prevalent the technology is and how many amazing things it can do in so many different sectors, including medical sectors, like how it can speed up uh, drug production way, way, way rapidly. We used to take a couple, a few years to get approved by the FDA. can happen now in a couple months. Right. So it's just uh, really amazing. The cool thing about um, using AI, um, I actually went to the, the nursing facility um, um, uh, at BSU. And they have um, like automated kind of dummies that you can practice on. They um, secrete liquid. They can um, uh, like create, um, they can have seizures. They can have heart attacks. They can, there's one that actually simulates birth. So they're using AI in the medical field for training, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I saw, um, I was doing some meeting and apparently, one source I didn't really expect artificial intelligence to be in is uh, in some hospitals they're experimenting with having patients who have um, like children with emotional disturbances or have like schizophrenia or paranoia, um, allowing them to design their own virtual avatar of sorts, almost like a counselor, and be able to talk with them and kind of uh, the the robot's able to kind of gauge their feelings engage um even like suicidal tendency um yeah but if you if someone has schizophrenia yeah they say oh yeah i was talking to that robot over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't see the robot apparently it um it lowered the amount of hallucinations and like vocal threats they receive which i thought was kind of interesting because i've never heard anything about using ai like that Certainly. Um, it's all kind of all that is kind of a bit um 
novel, a bit new. It's pretty uncharted uh, waters, I would say. Uncharted. <laughs> That's uh, a joke. Only some people will understand. <laughs> That's a joke. Oh man. I, yeah, I just specify that to you guys. It's like a little applause button you get to read. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're hitting about an hour right now. If you want to wrap things up, Matt, yeah. or I can, if you want, Sierra. Uh, do you have, do you have any, like socials that you want people to follow, or do you uh, um you get your name out there somehow? Sure, why not? Our, pla- our platform of fourteen subscribers will help you out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can get subscribers. Um, I just have an Instagram, <laughs> so okay, um, so yeah, if you want to follow Sierra, there, go and see her. Yeah, Sierra Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know it's more than that. Awesome. about it thank you for joining us for the first guest of the jam podcast i mean yeah i had well. so much fun you guys are really you bring up a lot of really cool topics that i wouldn't normally bring up with my friends okay. um not because they wouldn't you know bring it up but you guys are just such they're stupid like, you, hear you hear that no <laughs> <laughs> such cool people you guys are really smart i enjoy talking with you guys um if you guys are listening on the podcast and you want to be a guest, please do. It's really fun. Do that. She so, encourages you guys to guest. So if you're yes. So I if, endorse uh, this message. If the governor wants to be on our podcast, he <laughs> has our endorsement. Well, it's been lovely having yeah, you, Sierra. Thank you so much. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, bye-bye. All right, see ya.